0: Today we're gonna talk about the biggest question always asked by new homeschoolers. What about socialization? As a second generation homeschooler, I've heard this question or comment for over 25 years. Most of the time it is sincerely asked, but it is rooted in a myth. Stick around and I'll tell you what it is. (music) Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Life Unbox blog show, where we talk about all things mompreneur, from raising your kids to running a business and the most important, keeping your sanity. I am Jody the mom from blog. If you are enjoying this content, please like the video, subscribe to the channel and drop a comment below. I would love to hear your questions that you just can't seem to get answered. All right, so let's dive into our topic today. Now I hear this question often from new homeschoolers, but what about socialization? So before we actually take this deep dive, let me just say this. My intention is not to be controversial, but it's just to calm any fears from my own personal experience. Because this question is rooted in a myth and that myth is that kids can only be friends or be social in a school setting. So here's an example of that myth from my own personal experience. When I was in junior high, I was hanging out with a friend of mine from the neighborhood. She was in public school and my sister and I were homeschooled at the time. And it was a few weeks before school was starting and she was saying something about going school shopping and I had said, oh yeah, we need to go school shopping too. and she's like, you don't need new clothes. You don't need to go school shopping. There's nobody for you to impress. You guys are homeschooled and you're not social. So let me just explain one thing here. That was an idea that she assumed to be true, but was totally rooted in a myth. And as a matter of fact, it was in contravention to the facts that she knew. We were friends with them We played basketball on the same team. We had the same neighborhood friends. I went to the junior high for the dances with them. I played sports at the junior high, basketball and track. So this idea that because we were homeschooled, but we weren't social, was totally false. But yet, for her, it was true because this is what was always assumed. Unfortunately, this idea still persists. The stereotypical homeschooler is some sheltered antisocial person who will end up living in their mother's basement, playing video games at 35, right? That's kind of like what everyone has in their mind. We've even turned the word homeschooler into an adjective to describe any antisocial person, whether they were homeschooled or not. We just say, oh, he's such a homeschooler or, you know, act like a homeschooler. I am going to dispel this idea because it's just not true homeschooling is not solitary confinement. Tim Tebow was a homeschooler and he was a professional football player and married Miss Universe. So he's got something going for him. Are there some antisocial homeschoolers? Of course. But are there some antisocial public schoolers? Absolutely. So keep this in mind. The opportunities to socialize outside of the prescribed public school format is a strength of homeschooling, not a negative. So that was so good, I'm going to say it again. The opportunities to socialize outside of the prescribed public school format is a strength of homeschooling, not a negative. We also need to change our mindset that public school is the best way to socialize. It isn't. It is just what we are used to. So let's break the mold, because that's what we do here at Life Unboxed. Just because we're used to doing something one way doesn't mean that it is the best way. So let's talk about the strengths of homeschooling social opportunities. Number one, adult models rather than just peer models. Okay. Let's, let's think about that. Who do we want our children to look up to? Do we want them to look up to kids their own age? Usually that means trouble. Not all the time. But we're talking in kind of generalities now. So usually that means trouble. So it is better for them to have good adult role models to look up to more than just their parents. If they are surrounded by people who are also reinforcing what you are teaching, then they're going to start to think, hmm, maybe my parents aren't as stupid as I thought they were. Maybe maybe they're onto something here. Now don't get me wrong. You can find a bad fluence anywhere. As a homeschooler, you have more exposure to good adult role models instead of group peer models. As a kid, peers are just like you. They don't offer something to attain to. So whether it's through co-ops, meetups at the park, going over to a friend's house, being able to get a job during the day, hanging out with grandparents, Homeschoolers have more opportunity to be around adults and interact with adults. When you're in public school, you typically just have the teacher in front of you, and usually that's not much of an interaction. It's more of the teacher is just lecturing, so there's not kind of that one on one interaction between student and teacher. Number two, life is not set up in groups of people all our own age. Think about your own life experience after you graduated from high school. Was there any other time you were in a group of people your own age? The answer is probably not. Even in college, if you were, went to college, everyone there was not your own age. In the classes close. Were they close in age? Sure. But they were not born in the same year you were. So homeschoolers have more real world experience. They're constantly around a variety of age groups Usually they're from big families too. Therefore they learn to communicate and relate to different people of all ages because it becomes more of a life skill that they have to have right now, as opposed to a life skill that they have to learn once they're out of public school. So, and it keeps their expectation that they don't expect everyone that should act like them either, which is a big deal when you're in a peer group, everyone starts to act like each other. When you're in different age groups, just because of the diversity of the ages, everyone doesn't act like uh, everyone else. Okay. Number three, it gives homeschoolers opportunity to learn life skills for the workforce and later in life. So every job that I worked from when I was in high school to later in life was always made up of different age groups. There was never a time when I worked with a group that was all my own age. Learning to work with a variety of people in a multi-generational group sets up homeschoolers for success, and it gives them more opportunity to learn from those who are older. Think of the apprentice-master relationship, not just talking about the Jedi, but that used to be how young people were educated uh, in the 19th century and into the 20th century was the apprentice-master relationship. Number four. Learn to cultivate authentic relationships based on interest rather than the year they were born. So my mom had told me the story when she went to high school, she had a friend that was younger than her, but once they both entered high school, they couldn't be friends anymore because she wasn't in the same grade. So the peer pressure or the uncoolness of having a friend that was younger than you is is there in the public school setting. Whereas with homeschoolers, like we don't even care. Like if they're someone we click with, it doesn't matter if they're two years younger than us. My best friend in high school was two years younger than me, Uh, but we were both homeschooled. So we didn't have the restrictions of being in the same grade or the peer pressure of that. We couldn't be friends. And let me tell you, we were the best of friends in high school. So you can really miss out on a good friendship when you have the peer pressure of only having friends of the same group or age. Number five, learn to be independent thinkers instead of group thinkers. I read something, I can't remember where I read it, but it stuck with me that if you put people in a group and the majority of the group believes something to be true, like the sky is magenta then the rest of the people in the group will also start to agree that the sky is magenta in complete contravention of the facts. So this is what happens in a public school setting. Kids are taught what to think instead of how to think. And if everyone in the group is saying the sky is magenta, then the one or two kids who are are looking at the sky saying, no, it's blue, will start agreeing with the majority of the group because that's what the majority thinks. And so the idea is, even though they know it's wrong, because so many people actually believe it to be true, then they're going to side with them, with the group that thinks it to be true that's in the majority. So as a homeschooler, kids have time to work out arguments with the full facts at hand instead of being influenced by what the group thinks is true. So we can have discussions. I know, and parents should. Now, this is something that um, parents need to be involved in as well, is to teach your kids how to think. With our older kids, not with the younger kids, um, when we have discussions, whether they're political, theological, mundane, just whatever, we we will tell them that there's times when we're just going to take the opposite argument. you present, even if we agree with you, just so you can fully understand both sides and be presented with both sides of the argument. So this is how you teach your kids how to think, not what to think. Give them both sides of the argument, all the facts at hand, and let them wrestle with it. Even in their own immaturity, let them wrestle with it and let them draw a conclusion and then ask them how they reach that conclusion. In public school, you have the opposite. They don't necessarily have the opportunity or the time um, to take on facts or take on issues this way. So students are often told, no, this is what you need to think and we're moving on. So now that we've talked about the positives of being homeschooled and the social opportunities presented, Let's talk about some ideas for social opportunities. My sister and I, we were homeschooled and my dad was in the military and every place we moved always had, um, some opportunity for homeschoolers, whether that was a co-op, um, a meetup, um, church, wherever we went, there was always social opportunities. So I've lived and was homeschooled all over the U S and, uh, wherever you're at, there are social opportunities for you. And I can say that from my own personal experience. So the first idea is co-op. Typically a co-op is a group of parents get together and they decide to, one parent will teach a class on this topic, another parent will teach this, and everyone is, all the parents are helping and participating so that the kids can have extracurricular classes. I've personally taught art uh, at our co-op and it's been a blast doing it. My kids have taken, uh, they did science. There was one mom who, um, jumped in and said, Hey, if you're all using this curriculum, we'll do all the experiments at co-op, which was awesome. Cause then I didn't have to buy any of the stuff or go through all that. So my son would do the science textbook during the week, and then they would do the experiments when we met up for co-op. So you can usually find co-ops on the web. I th- I'm not pretty sure, so you would have to check this out. I think the Homeschool Legal Defense Agency, or I can't remember what the A stands for. So it's HSLDA. I believe they may have a list of co-ops by uh, state, but you would have to double check that. So Facebook is a great place. I know there's lots of groups there as well. So co-op is one. Park meetups. Uh, again, mentioning Facebook and this is, that's actually number three, too is find groups on social media. So we'll combine two and three. I've seen so many moms just saying, Hey, I have kids this age. We're going to be at this park. Does anyone else want to come, uh, do that? Put there's so many moms who will come, who will show up, especially if they're starting out and they're wanting to make their connections and find a group or a community for their children. So number four is church. This is a great place. So if you attend church, there's youth group, there's um, all the extracurricular activities that they have at the church. uh, And usually there's more homeschoolers at church as well. So this is a great place for social opportunities. Number five is travel. So think about this. You are not constrained by public school schedule, you can pick up in October and go somewhere if you wanted to and take your school with you. So I haven't personally done this, but my sister had an opportunity to spend, it was either a month or six weeks in Ireland. So they packed up their boys and they took them to Ireland and they went to local parks. You know, they spent time in the cities um, and wherever they stayed, they went and spent time in that town. So their boys met other kids, their own age at the park, and they played with kids at the park. Like what an opportunity for elementary students and which is an opportunity you would not get in public school if you were constrained by that, just because of the schedule. My goal for this show was not to say that public school is bad. But to debunk the myth that homeschoolers are antisocial and to give you, the mom, a reason not to stress. I know when you're starting out, homeschooling is overwhelming. The thoughts constantly go through your mind. Am I doing enough? Am I enough? Am I turning my kids into those homeschoolers everyone talks about? Homeschoolers have a structure of socializing that is outside of the box. And this is a good thing. I am so glad you joined me today, and I hope I've answered your question. Uh, I know I recently saw a question that said, has anyone raised successful adults through homeschooling? So I just had to respond, successful and normal. So I just had to respond that, yes, I'm normal, and I was a homeschooler. So if you have questions that still persist like that, let me know. Leave it in the comments below. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel so you can keep up to date on the latest videos and share this video. If you are listening to this on a podcast, please um, share the podcast with your friends and subscribe to the show is there as well. For more great entrepreneur content, check out the website, lifeunboxed.blog. Or as I said, you can download the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us. I'm sorry.